I'm, I'm going to give you the volleyball team's favorite drink. And we're like, okay, sure. Sick. Sure. All right. This man starts talking to us. I was like, yeah, I was watching the game earlier. I almost thought you guys were about to lose that streak. And we're like, oh, oh. <laughs> they he, didn't have to pay for He them. thinks that we're Oklahoma. <laughs> All righty, welcome to Softball Speak Easy's bonus episode. I am joined by my former teammates, current friends, Peyton St. George and Caroline Jacobson. Welcome to the show. Let's give a little backstory about who these two women are. Let's start with Caroline Jacobson. So she started her career at Duke University out of Florida, Tallahassee, Florida. Goes to Duke, then she transfers to Clemson. Boo. Traitor. Just kidding. But let me read some, some stats from Carol. 20th pick in the 2023 WPF draft by the UCCA Pride. Period. Period. NFCA All-America Scholar Athlete, CSC Academic All-American, All-ACC Academic Team, third team All-ACC. Started all 61 games at Clemson, batted an average of 300 throughout her career. Ton of home runs, ton of hits. And you studied political science, that right? Yep. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were teammates for two years. Three years? Three. Three. Three years. Three. And on the other side of the couch, Peyton St. George, PSG, another professional softball player. I should also mention, Caroline, you played for Athletes Unlimited this past year, too. So we'll read Peyton's stats now. Don't fall asleep now, because there's a lot of them. NFCA All-American, NFCA All-Region, All-ACC First Team, ACC Pitcher of the Week for a few weeks, Co-Pitcher of the Week one week. (laughs) That co in there. All-ACC Everything, All-American Everything. She's going to play in her third AU season this year. That's weird. That's wild. I want to start with the lady to my left, directly to my left, Caroline Jacobson. So I know we mentioned Caroline started her career at Duke, graduated undergrad from Duke, and then she made the d- decision to transfer to our biggest rival ever in the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> the first question I have to ask you is, which experience did you like better? Yeah, like I, like I, I figured that one was coming. Um. I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that dead on. You don't have to answer that dead on. You can like, hit, you can hit if you want to like but, blink once yeah. for Duke. But what would you say? I think they were both great and different experiences. Mm-hmm. You can't compare somewhere that you were for four years and somewhere that you were for one. I'll say when I got to Duke, I was 18. You kind of grow up there. You kind of form these really great relationships, obviously. And then I'm at Clemson for one year. So it's just like a little different in that right. way. I'm grateful that I went there because I do have some great friendships that came out of it. I want to ask you the, the process of that. So you graduate from Duke and actually along with a lot of your other teammates, your seniors, you graduate. You have an extra year because of COVID and you decide, a lot of you decided you wanted to move on and not because Duke was bad, but because you wanted different degrees elsewhere and to experience something else. So what was the process like? Did you put your name in the portal? Clemson reached out to you or did you have your eye on Clemson or like how did that all go? I actually went into the portal in December. It was like after our fall <sighs> meetings that I was probably the third or fourth mm. of my class to do it. Loved my experience at Duke. Obviously yeah. met some great people but it just kind of gives you a chance to see something else. For sure. And I think too because a lot of the girls in my class were leaving. It's kind of like alright well I'll go too. Put my name in the portal in December and Clemson reached out that December. Wow. There was probably like a short list of places that I really wanted to go to in terms of like softball and school. Right. I didn't send a single email to people, which I don't recommend that like that strategy, but it worked out <laughs> for me. So you go to Clemson, you transfer to Clemson, you all have a great year. Y'all exactly. were crushing it. And then you posted Florida yeah. State, they swept y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Virginia Tech and they won the series. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then you and I had a conversation in Blacksburg and there we were like, I don't know 
if y'all will host. I don't know. Like y'all were top five, top eight the whole mm-hmm. year. And then Florida State, Virginia Tech beat you. You end up hosting at the 16th seed. You have, you play a hard regional. Y'all crush it. We like rose from the dead that, that <laughs> regional. Like we got no hit by Duke in the in the ACC tournament. Ooh. And I think like at that point, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like we are not even going to host a regional. Right. That is not what this team was supposed to be. But I don't know what happened in that regional. We like literally came back from the dead the like actually <laughs> and then with the you know the sad part of the story is y'all were the 16th seed and so because of that skid you host but you're the 16th mm-hmm. so you have to go to oklahoma, oklahoma. <laughs> you're like in the selection show and you're like yes we're hosting and you're like oh yeah oh but well, at what cost no seriously it was like the selection shows rolling around we're getting to 14 15 16 <laughs> some of the teams that are, are being dropped earlier you know hosting earlier yeah i'm like oh we're on caliber with that yeah. team we'll for sure host we're gonna yeah. host for sure 14 rolls around i'm like okay we got here's one more shot that we we really want utah i'm like are you kidding me are you kidding me next one of course i'm like oh it's gonna be us it's gonna be us clemson pops up everyone's like cheering and there's like videos and there's like a few of us that are just like you're like happy and then it hits you you're like uh, wait granted i think we didn't do great at the end which obviously like leaves a taste in the selection committee's mouth yeah but I think that we are better than the 16th seed. The way you played at the end, yeah. for sure, you proved yeah. that. But y'all didn't really play many good teams yeah. the half, first half of the season. I get so, it. I get so, it. yeah, it was tough. But then, so then you go to Oklahoma, and y'all were, like, yeah. one play away from taking one game two. One pitch away. One pitch away. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like getting heckled in the outfield oh. too by the fans. I'm like, hey, now, <laughs> reel oh it in. God. No, I'm yeah, not. I do. Also, the fans were like heckling their own players. Really? Allie Micklish, which uh-huh. one of my roommates, she was on the on deck circle, and there's like some older OU fans sitting there, like, <laughs> get ready to pack your bags. <laughs> Like yelling, like yelling at her. She comes back in the dugout. And she's like, they're literally yelling at me, and, and I'm I'm on deck. And then I remember the OU defense had made a couple errors in that in that game, and some of the fans are are yelling, "Do something, Patty!" Like I remember that one distinctly. That they said, "Do something, Patty." I'm like, they're allowed oh, to make errors Patty, once in a while. On, like put them in on a dance and a Patty. Patty, Patty, get out there. Like they're fine. They're, they're doing like just 54 fine. And one no, the literally, time. literally. They're like they're, they're those girls can not catch a break though like they got some high standards like i'll give it they're great i'll give them that they got high standards this game was ou setting the ncaa all-time win streak record too so for 48 wins so you you all yeah yeah. almost so they were down the sooners were down to their last strike before catcher kenzie hansen blasted a three-run home (laughs) run to even the score at seven in the seventh so ou goes up one zero then they go up two zero yeah back to back home yes like first inning too first inning (laughs) first inning back and we're like here we go yeah we go yeah like let's just try to survive here yeah and so end of third OU's up now three zero and then OU's up four zero and then Clemson infielder Maddie Moore hits a three-run home run to cut their Tigers deficit to one run so one run game so then four three Oklahoma's winning and then Clemson center fielder Mackenzie Clark gets up firstly the game with a two run home run run in the fifth and they had just put in a new pitcher I'm pretty sure like literally to like like stop the rally yeah Yeah. because I think it was Nicole May at first who she did well like she really didn't do bad Maddie hit a home run Mm -hmm. then they put in a freshman at the time deal I think and she was kind of throwing a lot of balls kind of got out of some innings whatever they put in Sirocco and then 
and yeah. then Mackenzie hit oh, home then run. Mackenzie gets so that home. was like pretty, yeah. like, you know, momentum going our way when they tried to change it Got again. Up. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So then it's 5-4. You have one runner lead, which is not comfortable against Oklahoma. <laughs> and then Aaliyah Logaleo draws a walk, scores mm-hmm. another run mm-hmm. with a bases loaded 6-4. And then a fourth run of the inning. Now Clemson's up 7-4. to four, And... <laughs> This is when the story still, gets still a little kind sad. of uncomfortable. Yeah, not, seven to four. <laughs> but you have you are in the top of the seventh, seven to four. Clemson, two outs, two oh two count, two. oh and two count, and Kenzie Hansen hits a home run. You you just cannot elevate that pitch to that hitter in that moment. It was a storybook for them, like it really was. No, that home run was like okay, they're gonna win the national championship. I have a funny I, story. So so after obviously we end up losing that game, and some of my teammates and I. For some of us, it's like the end of our college career, obviously. We're like, all right, we're going to go out in Norman. Oh, God. (laughs) So we go to like downtown Norman. Some girls had been there before. So they're like, oh, yeah, there's a couple bars down there, whatever. Everyone everyone that went is 21. There's only like six, seven of us, whatever. For sure. So we go to some bar and I guess we look like athletes. We have like Aaliyah Logaleos with us. Okay. And we all agreed with this. Like Aaliyah looks like she could fit in with the OU girls. Like, you know. She's got the swagger. Meanwhile, we have like Reedy. She's like five, six, like, you know, she's little. And so we're like up at this bar and, and we're talking to the guy and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you the volleyball team's favorite drink. And we're like, okay, sure. Sure. All right. This man starts talking to us. I was like, yeah, I was watching the game earlier. I almost thought you guys were about to lose that streak. And we're like, oh, oh, he had like just given us like so many drinks and we're like, Oh. For free, for free. You didn't have. They <laughs> he, didn't have to pay for that. He them. thinks that we're Oklahoma. <laughs> He's like, what was that thing you were carrying over your head? This is the last oh, time I'll bother you. God. What was that thing you're carrying over your head? And one of the girls goes. Oh, like it was part of the fence. Like every time we make it to the World <laughs> Series, we take off a pad of the fence. I mean, uh, like we had just watched them do this earlier in the day after we lost. All in all, you have a great experience at Clemson. Yeah. Although sad, sad ending to that that game and your college career, but a great college career for yeah. you. Put her here. Congratulations Appreciate on a great that. college career. But I was curious about one thing about Clemson is do they have a run test? There's no. no? There, there's like uh, we do like the beep test. The beep test is pretty much you have to go out and back and then a beep happens yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then you have some time and then it beeps again and you go out and back and so after a long time of doing that you're but it progressively gets quicker as you go it progressively gets quicker as well (laughs) and so then by the end you're 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 hurting let's talk about the duke run test because this was a huge part (laughs) of our lives for four years we had to do it every time we got to campus and then every time we came back from winter break and then for some reason Every Thanksgiving, I felt like we did it uh, as well. As a, yeah, we did. As a let's see where you're at <laughs> yeah. before you go home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So for folks who don't know, the run test at Duke is uh, 53 yards out, 53 yards back, 18 seconds. You have a minute break, and you have to pass 16 out of 18 of those. And it doesn't – I don't – maybe it does sound hard to the, to the viewers, but it is – it was hard unless you've trained for it. So let's go, let's go back way further. <laughs> so so I, w- I played my freshman year at James Madison University. And I'm in the process of transferring. And I think Coach Young was kind of just like, I don't think I can find 20 freshmen to put a roster together. So she's looking for transfers, looking for grad transfers. And then my parents, God bless them, they're like, (laughs) Rain Wilson! 
Rain Wilson has to be on this team. Because we played in high school together, yes. for anyone who doesn't know. We played in high school. And so we, we pull some clips. We make a little skills video for Rain. <laughs> we, so nice. we send it off I never to even Marissa. Saw it. I never even saw it. Oh, I don't think I did. I think my dad just put That's his so blood, nice. sweat, and tears into cutting, <laughs> to cutting GoPro clips Aww, together. So up. we send it off to Marissa. And she's like, yeah. Like, we just got to check Rain's admissions. Rain's very smart. There was no doubt in my mind. The moment I found out was because I got added to the group message. The Duke softball group message. I was like, Mom, Dad, I made it. So we're all happy. We're celebrating. This was months before I had to be there. Yeah. I remember Marissa sent an email to my parents, probably in April, sometime around then, saying, hey, we're all excited for you to be here. Team one, you actually have to be here on like June 20th or like June something. I'm getting ready to go. Obviously, I have to leave right after I graduate. I don't really get a summer, but I'm I'm like pretty pumped I get to go. Yeah. So this is like April. She sends it out. You get added to the team probably like May yeah late may like it's yeah. getting close so we're we're celebrating you joining the team and then it hits me i'm like the run test i'm like rain doesn't know about the run test and so i i call rain i'm like hey like it's exciting i'm like there's there's this one thing that we have to start doing we have to be there in a month so there's this thing we have to do and i'm like it's no big deal it's it's our our run test and so i explain it and we're kind of like we're feeling good i was so stupid and naive i literally at the time i was living in harrisonburg where jmu was and i was doing crossfit every day and at jmu we lifted like i was 10 times stronger than i ever was at duke but i was also overweight and eating like burgers and chicken nuggets every day which <laughs> no offense to anyone who does that but i was not in cardio shape at all and so you tell me and i'm doing crossfit every day and you're and i'm like, like no I'm biggie like, i'm like dude it's fine <laughs> it's fine i was like don't worry about it and so then i was like wow, she's freaking out over nothing and i was like i have to be there in four weeks whatever so then literally that day in the middle of the summer 85 degrees outside i like, go to the field hockey field at jmu and i'm like i'll just do it here i'll just like do the entire test just to prove that i can and then i'll be done like then you i'll just stress crazy you were gonna rep out 16 guesses yeah, yeah, yeah. just so like that literally first rep as i'm about halfway back i hear the bell <laughs> <laughs> As I'm, I'm literally, I go down, I turn around, I'm half, I literally not even, like, I can't even throw a ball and hit the timer. I hear the bell. And I was like, that was weird. Maybe that was off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. And then the 60 seconds goes by like that. I do the next yeah, one. Yeah, a minute sounds long, but it's, it's not. not. I go down, I do the next one. I come back, don't make it, not even close. I try to go one more. I literally stopped halfway and laid on the ground. Then I get on the ground and I'm like, I'm so screwed. I get on the ground. I'm like, I got to go home. So I like crawl back to my car. My stomach is hurting really bad. And then I get into the car and I start driving home. I had to stop on the way home, run into the Sheets gas station and lay on the floor of the bathroom <laughs> and put my feet up. Cause I thought this I was going to pass out while I was driving. Gassers. And so then I was like, Oh, I'm, I am in trouble. So I just yeah. started running on the treadmill every day. It, and was it, a, it was got a better thing. and better. I remember my dad's like just kind of nudging me as it's getting closer like hey p like uh, like you should be at the football field running like why don't you bring your sister down there why don't you guys go run together so i'm like all right so i explain to my sister avery shout out i'm like so i have to run from this cone to this cone like you just start the timer whatever <laughs> so we're running I, I don't think i get through four like yeah no. it was bad and i come back home and i'm like telling my sister like like we did 10 okay like we we did fine so i'm thinking my sister's got my back like so my dad's not gonna be mad so we go home and we we walk in the door my dad's like how was your workout i look over my sister goes workout (laughs) and i'm like are you kidding me i'm like 10 what happened to 10 she's like she didn't even get to five and i'm like great 
I'm about yeah. to be out here with him until I have to leave. It was no joke. Yeah. We also have the rule where you can't put your hands oh on your my hips. God. You can't go here. You can't go here. So it just turned into iterations of like, let me grab my jersey. <laughs> and then they're like, get your hands off your jersey. So then I'm like, we got transfers over here in child's pose. And I'm like, hey, hey, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you got to get up. It Seriously. was more mental. Like, sure. you'd be like one down, 15 to go. And yeah. it was like not very motivating. Yeah. Which brings me to the question is to choose or to choose not to do a run test. Where do you all lie on what coaches should do? Should you have a run test or should you not? When I, If you had asked me this question any second of my five years of college, I would have said, no, stupidest thing ever, not <laughs> worth it. Like what? Like you're suffering for what? We run 60 right. feet. Like it's too much. But now... I think I have an appreciation or not around the, the physical stuff of it, but like the camaraderie you build, yeah. like you have to train on your own. It's just like you hold yourself accountable and then you complete something so daunting that mm-hmm. you're like, you just feel closer. So, but, and when you're doing it, you're like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Why are we running? But then you can kind of get an appreciation for what it did for your culture and yeah. stuff. The training on your own part is huge because so you have hard. to, you have to spend time doing it. I was going to say, I think transferring, like it gives you a lot of perspective, kind of like you said, like after being out of college, I think seeing what two different programs are like, it kind of gives you perspective on each of them. Yeah. So that is one thing that I agree. Like I think a run test, although it doesn't directly necessarily translate to the sport, it kind of does like set a standard though for how, like not how everybody should be or whatever, but it just like sets a standard of like toughness, like you said, or like some goal that you have to reach. And while I think the run test sometimes like it's so much easier for some people than others. Right because of speed yeah and not necessarily because of like lack of effort or lack of trying Mm -hmm. so it's like i get the faults in that part that it's not really their fault that they struggle with it more than others do but it does like set the standard of how that program is going to be and rain you said like like working at like the period between when you're home by yourself is like a make it or break it for some teams it's where you we would come back at duke and if like in your mind you're at home like it's not that you can't take a break you're just like I have to be able to pass the run test because if I don't pass I don't play in January right right. so you just know like when people come back yeah and they are not in run test shape it's like what were you doing over break what like are you not are you not bought in like yeah so it's it's almost like not that they're not not that people that don't have run tests don't work hard over break yeah but it was something that we could all still work towards when you're by yourself but it's like dude like i I remember marissa being like if your pitchers don't pass the run test you weren't holding them accountable enough so it's like it makes you be a leader and also some way where it's like dang if my pitchers don't pass like i'm taking that yeah and so it's like you know people are doing stuff over break which is also good and as a coach you can be like my yeah. girls are working. Yeah. And whenever you talk about camaraderie, it's like, I remember there were so many times where we'd be doing conditioning, not, not even just the run test, but just conditioning in general. And we'd be doing it silent and our strength <laughs> coach would just keep making keep us running. run yeah. until people started talking Cheer, and like yeah. cheering for each other yeah. and kind of like pushing each other being there for one another and mm-hmm. then he's like that's all I was waiting for thank you <laughs> yeah. all right you're done we're like yeah. when are we gonna yeah. be okay. done and then one person's like you got it and he's like wrap it up it's also just used to push yourself yeah in general yeah. and I bring that up because rain here used to push herself very hard very hard too <laughs> and, hard and I like like whenever we would do the run test it was usually us three kind of near each other because we're kind of like similar like, let's pace each other yeah yeah, yeah. and then rain would yeah. leave us in the dark no, i remember that i don't know if this was just like a normal conditioning or if this was the way rain breathes no back to <laughs> that too i don't even know how i breathe i don't <laughs> she's running and like 
Oh yeah. Like no, on a much more crazy scale. But I remember one that I don't know if this was like a run test or just a normal conditioning that you just, I guess, weren't feeling it that day, like just not feeling well in general. So as we were doing it, Rain is like, like the light is seeping from Rain's eyes. Like she's like about to pass Wait, out. on the track? <laughs> I don't remember. But that's all I, no, I know. The that track one. is, I think this is different. I think this, because I don't think I was there for that one, but this is, <gasps> I it don't probably this. happened multiple times. You, you don't but remember because like, you were unconscious. With, yeah. But I just remember being like, hey, Rain, like it's, I don't think they're going to be mad if you sit one out. Like, she's like slobbering. Oh, I believe <laughs> Like, it. pass it. Like, you were about to pass out, mess. but you're like, no, I'm still you going. Being, I'm like, yeah. You're like, I got Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. And you're she like, did. Dude, stop. <laughs> like, I think they're going to be okay if you, like, take one off. Like, I think they'd rather you not pass out here, but. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I took myself a little too seriously. But yeah, foundational part of our team. And the thing is, too, about it, like, a lot of people failed a lot. Like it wasn't an it wasn't yeah. like an easy thing every like it was every time you went you and I never you all never failed a t- run test did you no I remember one run test <laughs> we finished the entire thing everyone <sighs> passed yeah everyone passed all good we like clap it up we're like about to we're all like hugging each other and, and we stuff. got we got our gear after you we, passed you get your gear like it's a big deal it's a big deal it's a big deal and so we we all passed so we thought and we like get in a circle. And one of our coaches, not going to say who it was, was like, you know what? (laughs) Four of you (laughs) did not actually touch the line four times. So you, 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 and you failed. We were like, what? (laughs) And we were like, you didn't even tell them during the test so they could make up for it? it Because you have two reps at like 16 out of 18. So you have two opportunities if you don't pass one. And like two of these girls could have done it in their sleep. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the one where we accidentally did it like, two three feet too short too so short. that we had to do it, <laughs> we had to do it again of course, of we were like wow we're in so much shape like this is easy well, so everyone well, passes we're like woohoo no when everyone passes on the first time the we're coaches like, are like something's wrong yeah yeah something's wrong adversity how are we gonna <laughs> cake in some adversity here we're baking some adversity definitely early on that was like our only success at the time <laughs> <laughs> it's all we had it's all we had was passing the run test in the fall that we had never played the game. So I want to read out the records of the teams that we were on together, us three all together. So one through four. Well, you weren't on team one, mm-hmm. but team one went 29 and 27. Winning about record. 500. About 500. Pretty good. Team two. Um, team two went 25 and 31. Oh, God. Tough you year. You don't know pain until you've lost 30 games. 31 games. Not a good year. And we went into that year with the goal to win 40. So that <laughs> was a shy nine. humbling experience. <laughs> when you're, when you're, um, when you get to a point in the season and you have to count out that you have to win every single game left and then and you plus have four three against Florida yeah, state. That was like the end of our, <laughs> we're like, guys, if we sweep Florida state, we can do it. And we, we really get the 40. And then if we went out and go to Oklahoma city, we could get 41. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no way. So then Team two to team three. Team three, oh. we go, this is COVID year, 23 and four. We were sick. We were sick. We won, We almost won the same amount of games That's half crazy. the year. And half the year. So I want to ask you both, what changed in your mind from team two to team three? So we had an entirely new coaching staff, except Coach Young. 
I mean, she cleared house. Like we had a, a <laughs> whole, we had a whole new staff Thank in there. And, and so obviously you're working with a lot of new people. For the first time, Coach Young was in the bullpen a lot more. Mm-hmm. And we had Kyle Brady coming in. Like we're just working with a lot of different people. And I think I remember being in one of our very first games. And I remember the count was 0-2 on someone. And I just remember Josh Bloomer, shout out, being like, don't don't be afraid to miss. And I, in my head, I'm like, that is the first time I've ever heard someone frame an O2 count, the worst count you could be in, in a way that's like still aggressive. Yeah. And so it was just it just became this whole thing of like we were playing in so with so much fear of messing up or the consequence or whatever, that for the first time I'm like we are so aggressive. Like our practices got quicker. We started doing a lot more game like stuff, mm-hmm. super high tension situations. Our pitching staff got so much better. And it was just for the first time, like, obviously you come back. No one wants to lose 30 games again. Yeah. And it was like, we were, we, we didn't have all the talent we had the first two years. Yeah. But this year we had talent. We had culture. Yeah. Our culture was the best it ever was. And yeah. like, we were just like, we have literally nothing to lose. And I think the co- the new coaching staff that came in was just like, we are full steam ahead. Like we're aggressive. And then obviously things just started going our way and it just progressively got better. But like. We were like, we just had it. Like our culture was so good. And I, I mean, I keep saying culture, but that's true. That was a big thing. It's our culture. It's true. And I think on top of that, like she's talking about aggressive pitching. I think it was kind of similar hitting, hitting. Yeah. I think we had a philosophy, whereas mm-hmm. not as much. So the first year, or my freshman year, yeah. I guess. Um, so I think that kind of gave us a lot of confidence For like sure. as hitters. But then I also remember conversations that we had with our team sports psychologist or school sports psychologist and I remember us talking about what we like were looked at in the ACC like everyone's like yeah they're young they're scrappy Mm -hmm. what did we want to be yeah and like I remember that being this big conversation for us of like we know how people perceive us as like uh, they're playing Duke yeah and like we didn't want that anymore so I think kind of all these things combined it was like the perfect the yeah. perfect moment for for a change and then as we continued to do well in the season it was like just confidence built and built mm-hmm. and built yeah. mm-hmm. and i think what made us successful that year too is we were ready for change like we really yeah. wanted something different whereas i think when new coaches come into places there's already that culture that they're used to so they're like a little bit kind of hesitant and mm-hmm. i remember being on the phone with coach bloomer before he came and i was like we want you to change everything. Yeah, we didn't really have a culture. Like we, before. and he, he was like, I don't want. I'm not coming in there to change swings. I'm like, like yes, please. change mine. <laughs> Let's start with me. You actually, can, <laughs> can I send you video? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, okay, cool. And like, and I don't remember if y'all know. I don't know if y'all remember that first defensive practice we had where he was hitting balls. And oh, yeah. oh my God, he, remember he was he would stand at second base or like he would stand as the runner and like throws would come by his like nose <laughs> and he'd just be like and he was just so everything was so intense. But you yeah. also felt like it wasn't them against us. Yeah. It was like everything us against had everyone. An intention to yeah. like they talked to us like adults. Like yeah. they were like, we are doing this because. So you're like, all right, things are starting to make sense. But he just knew his stuff. Yeah, he's like good. you're like you're like at first you're like we're drill, but you're like yeah, it makes sense. Like I see why I'm doing this. Yeah. Or it'd be the most whack stuff. Then you get to it like at the bottom of the seventh inning, and that whack situation comes up, and you're like, we've practiced this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> 
and he also was willing to like have a conversation about it like i mean like we, we he, argue. he ex- like welcomed <laughs> us to challenge him yes like that was another big thing a lot of coaches do not like when players challenge them and he's like okay let's talk yeah, about it let's talk he was usually right but <laughs> you know he's like i just want to see what argument you're going to come up with yeah, today yeah for real so we went 23 and 4 of course covid cut that year which was so sad because we mm. were in the lock or in, not in the locker room we were in the weight room about to play Florida State, about to, like, prove <laughs> to the world who we were. <laughs> we're like, like, they're not coming. They forfeit. Yeah. They're not getting on the plane. <sighs> and then it ended. And then, yeah. But, but then Team 4 comes around, and we build on the year that we had in Team 3. Almost everyone comes back. We add freshmen, and we had a super, super solid year, 44-12. and 12. ACC champs. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, ACC yeah. tournament champs. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make that clear. <laughs> not regular season. Not the regular season. Not regular season. But we beat Florida State for the first time. Thanks to Carol. <laughs> he started off that inning against Oh, yeah. Drop off line we, drive. We the beat middle. them. Yeah. How do you remember that? Because I remember having a, us having a conversation. And I was like, you got this, bro. Oh, like they, thanks, they put Cat in to close it out. And we're like, now's our time. And you just sat on that drop ball. Oh, and just thanks, boom. man. Anyways, <laughs> ACC champs. We'll see if Duke's. Team 7 can be ACC champs. That's what I want to ask you about next. So now Team 7, in some polls, they're top 5 in the country. They're number 5 in the country. And I want to ask you, what would the score be if Team 1 played oh, Team 7? Oh God. I say 16 to 1. Maybe 16 to 1. We scrape a run. What's your final score? I mean, because I I wasn't there, but I watched. So yeah. I mean, definitely a run roll, maybe like uh, maybe like a thirteen-one. Rain Wilson solo home run. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Coach yes. Young would have to be doing a little step off the bases with Team Seven. Yeah. <laughs> so although we are recent grads, right? In the last three years, we all graduated. A lot has changed about the college softball landscape. For example, now recruits are oftentimes tweeting their workouts, oh what they're doing, their Hot offers. Tape. What are y'all's thoughts on recruits either <laughs> tweeting out their workout videos or tweeting out what offers they've gotten? Like, what do you think about that? If you have to tweet a video of your box jumps, you're not working hard. What are you doing? I'm just so glad I was not in that era of recruiting because if you have to be like work out on a saturday morning or watch me do a box jump that's what you're supposed to be doing okay like no coach is gonna see that and be like she works really hard mm-hmm. now if you're tweeting out a video of you hitting bp on the field like mm-hmm. that one girl that that one went viral or something and i'm like that like that's pretty cool i want to see that stuff stop tweeting your damn workouts okay like i'm so sick and tired of it mm. like that is not how you get recruited everyone's doing that okay but there was a camp one time when we were at duke and i remember asking the the campers uh, kind of about like tweeting their workouts using twitter as a recruiting recruiting tool and it was like they explained that because of covid and coaches weren't able Mm. to come to their games so all the games kind of started being broadcasted and that was kind of their way to reach out to coaches and also kind of get some validation from coaches Mm -hmm. like Whereas we were able to go to these camps and like talk and, and see like they didn't necessarily have that. So while I ne- don't necessarily enjoy <laughs> going on Twitter and seeing like that being on my Twitter feed, but I, I get it. I get well, why yeah. they're doing it. Also, if you both were in that era, do you think we, you would? We would. Yeah. Be doing it's it. the norm. You'd or be you'd be it. behind. Yeah. It's just like, I like the, like the videos where it's like, hey, watch me PR on a deadlift. I'm like, dang, like that's like good. Like yeah. you're, you're growing whatever. It's like. It's the videos that's like seven seconds of like the girl being like Saturday morning workout. And it's like a video of her doing one box jump. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? Like, you're just watering down the Twitter recruiting space. Yeah. Like, but I'm glad I, I am not 
the problem, in that era for sure me too because be we so would awkward. have to we would have to tweet that stuff but they don't have to have youtube recruiting videos oh that i'm God. sure if you looked up uh, 99 percent of the duke Pinsen george i have a 3.75 yeah. gpa oh, i've I'm seen it blah, we've blah, all blah. seen it i actually had a 4.0 so We've Not all seen them though. Seven. Those are those are in some ways just as bad. Like they're worse. just as a little awkward. They're, they're worse. A little awkward. So my dad used to give me before every tournament, and this is what I hate. Like as a as a high schooler, you can't really appreciate this, but your parents are really trying. Yeah. My dad would print out a list of I swear to God every D one school in the country or every school that was going to be at the camp or tournament I was going to be at. It was every school and every staff member at the <laughs> school, and he'd be like. Before we go, you got to write your emails. Ugh. And so as a child, you're like, that's 260 some email. I remember we were about to go to Alabama, some Birmingham tournament or something. And there's about 260 some emails. So I'm sitting in bed for hours, like oh, livid that I'm out. like mm. copy paste, cop, whatever, whatever. So I storm in the kitchen and I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm done with your stupid little email. Like I throw the packet down. I'm done. I'm not doing this ever again. I hate this. I don't even know if I want to play softball in college. Stupid stuff. So then my dad's like, "All right, let's let's roll back through. Like let's let's make sure." So obviously the the top school in alphabetic order is Alabama. Uh huh. So I write out the email. I say this is what I am. Blah blah. blah. And at the end, I'm like, "Roll Tide, best Peyton Saint George." Uh oh. And so Uh-oh. I realize on the very last email, 263rd email, it says roll tide i had put i put roll tide on every email like i Ugh. forgot to change it and my dad's like p like i, I don't know what I'm to tell, tell you like, you just better play really well this weekend i remember you like that's the last email i ever oh. will write do kids still do that i don't know i well i know some kids get are getting creative i like coach young got like an edible arrangements one time i love that and i'm like whoa or like a, a postcard with like their face i'm like oh yeah christmas i card. love this i know yeah. they're they're getting real creative out there and so she'd let us come in and you know eat whatever sweet treat the recruiter or the camper or like a that gift weekend. box good for them these, these people are getting really creative and speaking of differences in the game and new things that we're not accustomed to i want to get your thoughts on face masks so apparently I didn't know this, but apparently they're becoming more and more popular. So what are your thoughts on face masks in the game? I wore a face mask in college for about two, three weeks. Got to do what you got to do. I am not a fan of face masks. Okay. For you or for everyone? That's such a subjective topic. I think I'm a little, I don't know. I don't want photos of myself in a face mask. That's me. There's that's, the truth, That's folks. what it's all about. But also and like just something on my face. I remember I wore it. All through, I wore a face mask all through high school, and then I remember I go to a travel tournament, and this mom brings out these like team brand advisors. This was like the first time I ever wore a visor, and I remember putting my visor on and going to pitch, and I was like, "I'm free, my face is free." And of course, my parents are like, "Your braces cost five thousand dollars," and I'm like, "Well, you know what? I'm not putting the face mask back on." But wow. I, my fifth year, I got a stinger back to my face, the hardest hit ball I've ever gotten. And it was one of those, you put your glove up and you feel it hit your hand. Yeah. And for a moment, for a hot moment, I was like, you thought you were going to die. Do we have any face masks in the equipment room? Because (laughs) that was scary. Yeah. But I know like, obviously you get hit in the face and it becomes like a important. So luckily I never. Yeah got hit in the face but i'm not a fan and i don't care if other people wear them it's your safety your protection yeah you you don't feel like it's wussy or like whatever wimpy to do an outfielder is wearing a face mask if it's a little kid like if it's a little kid that's fine 
I think it's almost like when, when in the MLB, they used to not wear helmets batting. And the, at the time, they were like, why would you wear a helmet? And then over time, they realized, yeah, we should be wearing helmets. Like, it's silly not to. And I think, like, that's kind of how I see face masks for pitchers and for even third basemen and corners, anywhere in the infield. Like, I just don't find it worth it. I, I never even wore one, not one time. But if it makes someone play better and they're more comfortable and not scared, like, there were plenty of times in my career where at third I was I was scared because of how close I was to the batter trying to play bunt defense when they swing away. The bats, I feel like the bats are going to be at a place where they are just too hot to not wear one, if you're a pitcher at least. Because even the professional space, like a lot of people still wear face masks. It's like, I don't want to take a ball off the face. That it's could kill you. Like, also, like, like can... getting older too. Like as a kid, you, you're, you know, you're malleable. You can bounce back. Yeah. Like, but like in your mid-20s, you take one wrong hit to the head yeah. and it can ruin, it can change your entire life. I think life. batters are silly to not have the oh, full thing. The full yeah. thing. You can't control the pitch. You can't control a foul ball in your face. I think if right. you're a batter, you don't have it. Right. Not that it's silly. It's just like you really don't. You trust it's just not worth much? it. No, it's, it's not just not worth, not worth it. it. It's just not worth it. But yeah. it, to each their own. If someone feels more confident and they feel better, they play better, then do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, go for it. I mean, it. we also had a, a teammate, Christina Foreman. We watched oh. firsthand her hit a foul ball into oh, her, her face. face in surgery very next day. Like, still plates in her face, talking about having to get her whole face reconstructed. Like, we didn't even happen to us. And we, like, it was traumatic. And yeah. so after that, everyone started putting their. Yeah. face max on uh, but they you didn't really make it an option right after yeah. that yeah, happened they, really they were, they were <laughs> there was like only everyone. four girls on They're the like, team at that your point helmets. that had the the flag the instead and they were like nope so you both are in au athletes unlimited which is a professional softball league that is focused on the individual point scoring so i wanted to ask you both about au is it weird to play as an individual like, is it weird to be conscious of, like, your own performance? Is that kind of counterintuitive for both of you or no? No, because that was the one thing they didn't want to happen when they set it up that way. You make the majority of your points with team wins mm-hmm. and inning wins. The people at the top of the scoreboard are people that have won the most games. Got it. You cannot rely, unless you are hitting two home runs a game, unless you're, like, a Deja Malipola or Mia Davidson, where your home runs can make up for points with games you've lost, maybe. Right. There's no way you as an individual could go through the game and just rack up points. Or you're like a pitcher that hits, but you still have to win games. Like you get so many more points when you win. And then if you also do well, you're hitting home runs, you're striking everybody out. You're just going to rise even higher. Right. I mean, Carol's a hitter, so I I don't hit. So, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think I was also just kind of like happy to be here. So I wasn't like overly concerned about my individual points right what is the biggest misconception that people might have about playing professional softball like when you tell people oh yeah I play professional softball in the summers what what do, what do they think when you say that typically people have this conception of yeah to be professional it has to kind of be like a full-time job it's what you do for most of the year yeah but that's just not the case yeah does it feel and this maybe you just kind of answer this, but does it feel like a job or does it feel like fun or both? And like what percentage of each? I feel like I'm in such a different position than a lot of people in AU. Cause there are people in AU that will go international for the other nine months of the year. They come to AU and there are people who treat it like a job and they can do that because they can travel and go play other places For me, it's like I have my full-time job and AU is something that I 
I say it's my professional hobby. Like it's something I do for fun because I can. I can still afford to play the game I love. My job, I like essentially lets me. Like I'm, I work for a sports company. My work doesn't falter, so they let me play. And so to me, it's a, it's not a job. It's something that I am able to do, can still do. I have flexible lifestyle enough to do. But there are people who rely on that as their sole source of income. And so it you can very quickly see the people that really rely on that and that is their job. Like, not that they treat the game any different. It's just we have very different mindsets in terms of if something doesn't go well, I feel like I'm just like, hey, I'm not really, I'm just here like Carol said. I'm happy to be here. I'm having fun. I love the girls I'm with or the women I'm with. And there are some people who are like, I need to win games. Yeah. Like, like my bonus is relying on how many games I win. And so some people are kind of pressed. And so I, I feel like that we're, we're pretty lucky in terms of like, it's something we do for fun. Yeah. It's not necessarily something we apply a lot of pressure to or for ourselves because college is all like that. It's nice to play softball kind of pressure free essentially, but you, you two are afforded the opportunity to have fun playing AU. Some play it as a job, but I'm sure it's it's joyful for them too. So I was going to ask, when, at what age playing softball did you have the most joy? I mean, I think college. And I think about this sometimes. Like, you know how you can watch old games on YouTube, like where it's like little cut-up clips of just like, I don't know, good games that we had? I think the most, some of the most fun parts is like watching your teammates have success. And it's like these people that you built such a bond with, like, for example, like, I don't know, we're playing, it's like you hit a home run, this big moment. It's like, everybody's so hype and you, you just, you don't really get that every anywhere else where it's like this full commitment into each other Mm -hmm. and into this team and into this team success that I think that's some of the things that I'll miss the most, like playing with those people. If I hadn't gone through gone through all of my college career, my answer might be different because I am so glad that we, and that, I'm not glad, but like I'm just so like fortunate that we experienced losing 31 games and then we experienced being a top 10 team, ACC champion, losing less than whatever, 10 games. Like if we don't see the other side of that coin, we just have the losing 30 games, my answer is so different. But like it was just so cool to be on both sides of that and be like, dang, like we were in the trenches and now we're, you know, we feel like we're on top of the world. Like that really was the pinnacle of our careers. And then to have something to show for it, like an ACC championship or you go to a super, like I would, there's no one I would rather lose to than Megan Frame at UCLA. Are you kidding me? To end my career there when we were losing 31 games three years ago? Like I'm fortunate for that girl to end my career. I mean, there's no place I would rather be. Obviously we want to win those games, but it's like, if we don't if we don't see both sides of that, we don't appreciate the top 10 rankings and the wins as much as we did. So it's just, it was cool to just see both sides of the coin, like the worst and the best. I, I think one of the coolest things about our experience at Duke is we all committed to Duke not expecting. Like that that's not what we committed to Duke for. And obviously while we ultimately want to make it to the World Series and we I think had kind of accepted at some point like yeah that might not be what happens in our time I I literally remember my first year which is the 31 loss year we like go to the ACC tournament lose the first game and it's like all right sign up for your exit meetings like we are not gonna there's no point to watch the selection show together like we're not making it and I remember thinking man am I am I ever gonna make the postseason in general to then finish my career Payton's career at a super regional at 
one of the most historic fields at UCLA. Like, I just think that's such a special thing that we kind of got to almost change the culture at Duke when that's not even what we committed there for. And it was like pretty much the same group of people, like the same group of queer people. And I think one day a switch just flipped and it's like, no, like I don't give a crap that we're only three years old. Like we are capable. And like that, I know that starts from coaching and trickles down, but it's like, it's just crazy that we used to be like, is there ever a day that we're going to be top 64? We go to the NCAA tournament. Like we have to do a lot for that. Now Duke is like, oh, we're hosting our second super regional probably this year. And they're like, oh, this is like nothing new. We're, it's crazy. Who is your pick to win the national championship this year? It's going to end up being Oklahoma. I, no, I'm not. No, let me talk. Let me talk. My gosh. I think it's going to probably end up being Oklahoma. However, here's, here's a hot take of a team that I think is really, really good. Ooh. Washington. Ooh. I think they've come out the gates really, really good. See, so maybe s- they'll surprise some people. I was going to say know. Texas. I think, I think you're spot on. I think Washington's good. I think Texas is good. Yeah. But we'll see. I think Oklahoma gets beat on the road to the Natty. On the road? On the road. Not in not which, like which which round regional super regionals i would like to see oklahoma get knocked out it's not what super. you like to see what do you think what do you i think, think oh i don't know their experience will ride them far i think they could get they could get knocked out early in the women's college world series i think i think depending on who they get matched up with in the supers i think a, i think i they, think a yeah. pitcher could really overpower them can they do it twice i don't know no. I think no. OU drops a game in no. supers. <laughs> no, they can't. I'm just no. <laughs> no, I um, don't. No. Well, thank you so much, Caroline Jacobson, Payne St. George, professional athletes, amazing friends for coming on the pod. Love you guys. Thank you so much for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing to Softball Speak Easy. You can follow us at SB Speak Easy, new episodes every single Wednesday with a couple bonus episodes mixed in, like this one here. And uh, we'll see you next week on the show. Thanks for having us. Woo!